I and others make the point often that without Easter, without the resurrection of Jesus, we have no faith. We have no hope is really what the story is. If we have an expectation that there's going to be life after this, that we've got a world like heaven that awaits us, then we know we need to be hopeful that just as Jesus rose, so also we rise. And of course, that's the great blessing of this faith, that we know that when our journey here on earth is done, even for all of the strengths and weaknesses we might have, for any of the sins we've committed, washed away in the blood of the feast that we just celebrated on Friday, Good Friday, Jesus dying a savage death, savage. And it's all for us. It's all so that we, each and every one of us, can enter the kingdom of heaven when we draw our last breath here on earth. And because it's so central, the fact that we're going to continue to live after this life is done, because there's that great bondedness with all of us over this reality, because there's a wonderful connectedness between us and those on the other side of life. We can truly appreciate this day just as they do. This is a feast that's celebrated perhaps with even more enthusiasm in heaven than it is here on earth because they know the people in heaven just what a difference it made when they moved from this life to that one. I mentioned the importance of it being such that we don't just celebrate it this Easter Sunday. We actually have all the way through the Sunday of Pentecost. So that's 50 days. And in that time, we have the chance, yes, to pray and, and to do uh, some of the generous things we were doing in Lent. But more than anything, the Easter season is about rejoicing and embracing this great blessing that we have. The... Uh, the, the whole message of Easter is wrapped around our understanding that God loves us so much that he not only created us, he saved us on the cross and welcomed us into the kingdom of heaven. We've all had the chance in, in uh, this past year since our last Easter of recognizing our own private uh, Easter's, resurrections, people that we've known and loved who've gone on to the other side of life, celebrated funerals right in this church and, and in so many other places. I personally have embraced as my ministry, I, I think that my sense as a retiree of what the Lord wants, and you never read about the apostles retiring in scripture, so priests shouldn't either. So uh, at, at that particular juncture, I'm very much uh, connected with those who are dying or those who are grieving. Now we had kind of a uh, discombobulated uh, Easter in a way the last couple of uh, years because of the uh, COVID. Uh, we had very light turnout, I think, for both of those masses and it's because people felt the danger. We're still not over the hump on that, I know. Although we are, by the way, gonna have communion under both forms today, 
for those who would like to partake of it. But we also know that uh, uh, we are meant to, uh, to appreciate what it is that comes our way and the ways of the church. And I, I, I really feel that after all of my years and doing so many funerals, that I can help people get that last stretch of service here on earth to endure what comes their way, which is always such a beautiful example to loved ones, family, and friends, uh, but, but also to, uh, to recognize that there is a, a joy, even in the weakness of our failing health, uh, to know that we're drawing ever closer to being with Jesus himself. I have to admit, this Easter in some ways seems more peaceful, more certain to me, even though the times in our world are more turbulent, aren't they? I mean, it's almost impossible to turn on the news and watch the slaughter that's going on in the Ukraine and not be touched to the core of our being and to recognize that we are meant to look after our sisters and brothers. And of course, one of the things though that has encouraged me, uplifted me during these times, is the sense of unity among the people here on earth. That they, they seem to be identifying with, uh, with the good, the right, and, and are uh, boosting one another and encouraging. Certainly, the people of the Ukraine itself have been a wonderful example to us. But again, for all of those who are martyred there, all of the loved ones that we have who suffer death, we know that they are not in a hopeless situation at all. We know that through the blood of Jesus on the cross, their sins are wiped away and they enter the kingdom of heaven. We're gonna have the chance, of course, to reflect throughout the, uh, uh, the Easter season. Uh, there's very strong element of post-resurrection and post-Pentecost. The Gospel and the Acts of the Apostles, the first reading for the Sundays of Easter, uh, are on the same track. Uh, one looks after the resurrection, one looks after the, the Pentecost. But at the same time, I think we want to, to recognize that uh, we are a people of God, people of the resurrection. We are a saved people that recognizes how genuinely blessed we are. Can you imagine, uh, well, I, we wouldn't be in a church if, uh, if it were the case that there was no promise of Easter, no promise of the resurrection. I mean, why would a person even belong to a faith like that if that's the, the result of it? But it's not true. We have the great blessing that awaits us. Uh, it's one that I hope to lead some of you through if, if need be and to have you lead me through when the time comes. But this is when we really feel the bond with one another, the bond with those on the other side of life. And it's uh, at this point that we continue on with the, the most glorious way of honoring God on this Easter. That's by receiving the Eucharist.